Inside a rough and ruthless newsroom, thousands of stories fight for the spotlight. Only a few survive past their 15 minutes of fame. So what makes for a good headline? And what makes for a buried byline? Join us, two former TV news producers, as we dig up stories that never got the recognition or justice they deserve. This is Buried Bylines. Episode 10. Crazy that we're here. Um, Today (laughs) we're going to talk about a case that occupied a lot of time in our newsroom. And we promised you this last time, but we have a guest to help us out. We would like to welcome Emmy Award winning multiple times. Angela Brower to the podcast. Thank you. Thank hair you. Flip, I'll hair give myself flip. a round of applause. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So before we get started on today's case, Angela, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in the newsroom and what you're doing now? Okay, didn't that's going to be your first question? Yeah. <laughs> I was not prepared for it. Um, just, quick, just a quick. My experience in the newsroom. I worked in news for more than twelve years. I lived in three different states covering all sorts of stories most recently um, with you two and I was the morning anchor so I got up and was into the newsroom by usually three at the latest and then once we were done with the morning show I would switch over to investigative reporting. And what are you doing now? And now I'm out of news, found the bright side, (laughs) and I am working uh, in communications for an anti-poverty agency in Cleveland, Ohio. Amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) I was LOLing when we were texting, and you were like, what do we wear? Like, what's the attire? And I was like, I was like, really think about what you saw Megan and I wear to work. I know. At the so I did think of, honestly, I did think of that because I was still wearing my work clothes when I was talking with you guys. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like when you're in news and you go, you work that shift, people don't understand just how intimate of a relationship you have. Like mm-hmm. we were brushing our teeth together, getting dressed, you know, because you literally, when you are doing morning news, you wake up maybe brush your hair if you're lucky and you roll out you know yeah yeah it's just such a different environment sometimes I wear a snuggie so I'm dressing up today (laughs) um but (laughs) I just like to say that you were a huge role model of mine in the newsroom you're a kick-ass journalist with so much passion um you you took a lot of the unwanted stories, the ones that would take a lot of research and a lot of hard work. And you were like, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do a good job. So you helped thousands of people get answers from scammers. Yeah, we did. And And I say we. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're doing even more good work. So I miss you guys. I do miss you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you're here. I miss you so much. Now we can all get mad together. Okay. (laughs) So Before we go forward, I do want to warn you, listeners, this case does involve a child. So for some of you, it might be too much, and that's okay. I just wanted to warn you all beforehand. This case also did get a bit of national attention, and we'll break that down in a little bit. It's also very messy, so I'm going to do my best to walk you through it. Um, We start our story on March 16, 2019. That's when the family of then eight-month-old Amaya Robertson reported her missing. Do you guys remember this? I assume I do. so. I remember everything about this. So this was the week I was due with my first child. 
Oh my gosh. I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> so, no. So, I mean, this, this is like the case that kind of just stuck with me because mm-hmm. I remember going on, it was, um, I was due on March 24th. So I thought that was going to be like my last day in the newsroom that Friday. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to leave this and then there be answers and me not be able to report it as, I don't know if that sounds or makes any sense, but, and it, and it hit hard too. Cause I'm pregnant with my first child. Right. And eight month old goes missing. Maybe. Terrible. And- Bar, didn't you, weren't you, like, overdue? Like, didn't you stay overdue. past your, I don't know, what's the proper term for that? I can't no, think yeah. about it. Like, My you kid, went past your due date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, we, I was due on March 24th. On Friday, I kind of, like, did my goodbye to the viewers. We, you know, had a great show. Um, thought that was going to be my maternity leave, and then I showed back up on Monday. <laughs> and we we continued. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have um, my oldest until March 29th. Okay. So, yes. Damn. He, he Damn. stayed put for a little while. But. He did. He did. <laughs> but, yeah, but we still didn't, still, on this case, like, we still didn't have answers, and I still, you know what I mean? I know. I mean, this, this is one of those things, this is one of those stories that still haunts me. Me too. That's like. I just want to say, for the record, I had bad vibes from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yes. How could you not? There were so many red flags from the start. That gets me to my second sentence. Um, according to Fox 59, CBS 4 News in Indianapolis, police at the time said Amaya's mother, Amber Robertson, told them she believed her then-boyfriend, Robert Lyons, dropped her daughter off at her babysitter's, Jeanette Browning's house. So I said, red flag number one, it's giving Casey Anthony for me. I was literally just going to say it's giving Casey Anthony. You took it out of, like, my brain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's never happened before. So, yeah, that's <laughs> I was like, I've heard this narrative before. Mm-hmm. But don't you remember, too, when they came out with the story? So the reason we got that story was because they had issued a silver alert. Megan, I'm sure you're going to get to yes. this. But they had yes. issued a silver alert. So that's how we ended up finding out that this was even yes. going on. And literally from that silver alert, I remember them saying she hadn't been seen for days. Mm-hmm. And again, like, if you're a parent right what do you mean she's been missing for days Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to note for people at home or not from Indianapolis all of this was happening in a not so good neighborhood here it's the Mars Hill area on the west side of Indy I definitely wouldn't walk around there alone but I did want to point out that many people who live in this area suffer from things like generational poverty addiction so that's not unique to Indianapolis it's a nationwide problem but It was not a super great area. So in a press conference in 2019, the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department said they believed Amaya had actually been missing since March 9th. So a week before she was reported missing when she was last seen with lions. And then that's when the silver alert was issued, like you mentioned, Angela. And the press quickly dubbed this the baby Amaya case. Do you know what is like the first thing I think of when I think of this case? Hmm, Is it the picture? The 
fucking pictures they sent out of this baby. Every single one of them had Snapchat filters on mm-hmm. I was going to say. I was going to say filters. Every one single of the one of them. That's a person I was that like, up in my did you not just take a regular picture of this baby? Now, I remember, too, that morning. Because, like, when we're in the newsroom, obviously, and we get these silver alerts, like, first step is calling police or going mm-hmm. to the scene or whatever. But I also, as an anchor, you just start trying to find family members. And I vaguely remember messaging somebody and having a conversation with them. But I can't. And that's why I'm looking at my phone. Because I swear that that I did have a conversation with someone over a messenger that morning. Mm-hmm. And it's like a weird hour, right? And you're saying, you're, you know, my condolences. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry that this is even right. happening. That you're under this kind of stress. And when you said her name, Amber Robertson, I, I can't remember if it was actually her or not. <gasps> what if it was? Well, I'm trying to go through my chats. And I did this before. And I couldn't find anything. I, but I, I swear I talked to somebody because wasn't there surveillance too that came out very quickly after the silver yes, alert? Yes. And we will get to that. So it seems like authorities at the time were frustrated with family members about the disappearance. Like we all were at that same press conference, IMPD chief Brian Roach said, quote, we're frustrated and quite frankly, angry because of misinformation and lack of information and lack of cooperation from those most closely involved. He went on to say, quote, this is an eight-month-old child, and I think all of us would agree somebody would know the whereabouts, which, yeah, it's a baby. Like, how do you not know where your baby is? But they also originally said they didn't, when the silver alert originally came out, somebody said they didn't believe she was in any danger. Okay, so that's red flag, what, number however many. Lots of red flags here. (laughs) And then immediately, I think family, like, started going on camera, and the timeline starts getting weird. And no, nothing messy. is making sense. No, it's so messy. Yeah. And they also, like, were going on camera. And then, like, after they had done a bunch of interviews, I feel like they just, like, stopped talking. They, they just refused to talk to media yes. again. Yes. It all moved very okay. quickly. So here's a more detailed timeline. Baby Amaya was last seen, quote, alive and well with lions the boyfriends at about 1.15 on March 9th. At about 10 p.m. that night, Lyons returned to Robertson's home alone without Amaya. And here's where I think as a mom, you start to ask some questions. And it seems like that wasn't happening. It seems like things weren't super great for Amber and Amaya even before she went missing. I read this in a couple of places. There were mentions that they might have been living in a car or a garage at the time. So not a great situation. And then, like I said, things move pretty fast at the beginning of this. So the disappearance quickly turned into a homicide investigation. Police announced the shift on March 23rd of 2019. The FBI became involved along with the University of Indianapolis forensic anthropology team. So right away, you're like, this is not good. So did they do that just because they were like, so much time had passed and they were just basically like this baby cannot stay alive yeah. after I mean, a certain point. The in timeline time. is weird, right? So she went missing um we'll say early to mid March. Yeah. It takes I. days for mom to report her missing. Mm-hmm. She allegedly reported the baby missing when she got into an argument yes. with then ex-boyfriend. Lions. Okay. I didn't know that when I was researching. I was like, oh my god. So they're together. It sounds like maybe when she goes missing, he Mm -hmm. says he took baby to the babysitters. Babysitter says they never showed up. The surveillance Mm -hmm. at some point comes out. It shows him leaving a house with a trash bag. Um, 
mom, you know, reports her missing after she gets into a, not, but not until she gets into this argument with ex-boyfriend. And there was just so many conflicting statements from family members. The police, I remember the police searching places where Lyons kept saying, oh, she's here, she's here. And they would go Mm -hmm. to these places and she wouldn't be there or the places didn't even exist. I feel like it's important to mention too, Megan, and maybe you have more specific details, but Amber Robertson was a really young mom. Yeah, I think she had a Maya maybe when she was 19 or early 20s. Um, She didn't have a job, didn't have any prospects. Uh, I don't think she had passed a 10th grade education. It kind of just goes back to that party and things like that. Yeah. So police lines a suspect around March 23rd. It's unclear why they didn't arrest him at that time. But on March 25th, two days after it was labeled a homicide, IMPD and divers from the Wayne Township Fire Department searched a large pond adjacent to a hotel property. So that's where a witness said she saw Robertson, baby Amaya, Robert Lyons, and the babysitter at that hotel. So it was the Ramada by Wyndham Hotel near I-465 and Crawfordsville Road, the witness said she saw them there on March 8th or 9th of 2019. So it kind of goes with the last time anybody saw her live. At roughly the same time, authorities also discovered items belonging to baby Amaya along the banks of Eagle Creek near McCarthy Street. Sources told Fox 59 and CBS 4 that cadaver dogs hit on the evidence. And I remember them searching because originally when we were asking questions, I remember police saying that the findings were like inconclusive. They wouldn't confirm that they were searching specifically for items related to this case until after the fact. Mm -hmm. And I think there still really wasn't a lot of answers right yeah I remember being like they searched it but like what's happening now like we're not getting any updates at all it was very much like in the Delphi case they like sent out that press release that was like here's the Anthony Schatz profile it has something to do with Delphi like they're giving (laughs) enough information to sustain the fact that they're still investigate they're like we're we're doing stuff with this, but they're not going to tell us what yeah. or how it's related. Right. And that's so frustrating. And I remember them saying that mom wasn't a suspect. And then right. I think hadn't the ex-boyfriend, wasn't he released from jail just a few days before all of this unfolded? I, thought I he feel had, like he was in custody at some right. point. It yeah, he was in custody at some point. I feel like he was released and then they couldn't find him for like the longest yeah. time. But yeah, right from the start throughout the investigation, authorities said Amber Robertson's timeline didn't add up. The public thought things were fishy. We thought things were fishy. Robertson spoke several times to the press over the years. Like you okay, said, wait, Natalie. you have to stop there. You have to stop there because do you remember her going on camera? A little bit. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Boy, do I. (laughs) Okay, so, I mean, again, red flags are going up, okay? And for me, thank goodness, never been in that situation. So who am I to judge? But I think as a parent, you're at that point asking, why is there no emotion Mm -hmm. in this interview? And I think even toward the end, in the one interview I did see, she voluntarily, I don't even think anyone asked the question. She voluntarily says, and if anyone asks why I'm not crying... And her answer was that she had been crying too much and that she was angry. I remember that. Not a good look. Oh my gosh. Not, I'm not yeah. trying to implicate anyone here, but I just no, I, I know, just found but... that to be odd. 
Yeah, it seemed like the public turned on her very quickly. She was also highly criticized on social media a lot for sharing photos of herself by a pool at a Westside Indianapolis hotel while volunteers and police searched for baby Amaya. At the time, according to Fox 59 CBS4, the media was provided a photograph taken beneath a yellow umbrella by the pool. She was holding Amaya. Now, I get that is not a good look, but to play devil's advocate, the picture did have Amaya in it, but that's not the picture that you would submit, I don't think, um, as a parent. Fox 59 CBS4 interviewed that witness we mentioned, who claimed to have firsthand knowledge of the last time Amaya was seen. This witness said she saw another photo taken of Amaya at roughly the same time, laying on a bed with her eyes closed, and the entire left side of her face was covered in bruises. I did not remember that at all. I don't remember that But it was in multiple articles. Usually, yeah, usually I say take this with a grain of salt because it's just a witness saying this. But Fox 59 CBS4 said in that article that they reviewed the photographs that the witness described and, quote, found the description to be an accurate portrayal of what the photos show. Wow. That same witness said the group left behind a pack and play in an infant car seat when they checked out of a trashed hotel room. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red Red flag, flag. red flag. Say it with us, red flag. And I didn't remember this part, but you did, Ange. Robertson only reported her daughter missing when IMPD officers arrived to investigate a fight between her and Lyons in the alley behind the babysitter's house. So oh, I didn't know even... that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the... <sighs> I know. It's so messy. I do know that police searched that house, the babysitter's house, multiple times, but they didn't say they found anything. Also in 2019, an article in the U.S. Sun reported police said Lyons gave them several locations where baby Amaya should have been but she was nowhere to be found. Some of the places didn't even exist. Police also said that Lyons was even taunting Robertson about where her daughter could be. So just a shitbag human wasting resources. But here's the thing too. So her daughter goes missing in 2019. I remember him being picked up shortly after that for, do you remember the charges? Mm-mm. It was something unrelated to the homicide case. And then yeah. she wasn't charged until I think just last year. Yes. Well, he wasn't dad either of that baby. No. And I actually looked on my case just because I wanted to see, because on social media, again, not confirmed, not alleging anything, but there was a lot of talk about drugs being involved. So I wanted to see if there were any like drug cases in my case, but I couldn't really see anything. And there's like a ton of Robert Lyons in Indiana. So I, I wasn't sure. But I think at this point in the investigation, a lot of us in the newsroom, Even members of the public were waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it did three years after baby Amaya disappeared. September of 2022, 23-year-old Amber Robertson was charged and arrested with neglect in connection to her daughter's disappearance. She has three other children and at the time was pregnant. A little more about her background. Like I said before, she said she only made it to the 10th grade, had no job assets, couldn't afford an attorney. So it just speaks to the poverty line we talked about. Not an excuse at all just a fact in the case. Lyons was listed as a co-defendant. According to online jail records, both are charged with neglect of a dependent resulting in serious bodily injury, a level three felony. Neglect of a dependent resulting in bodily injury, a level five felony. And neglect of a dependent with deprivation, another level five felony. And neglect of a dependent, a level six felony. So the most severe neglect charge carries a maximum sentence of 16 years. The two level 
five felonies, a maximum of six years, and the level six felony ranges between six months and 2.5 years. There's a lot of people angry at the fact that, I mean, there's a lot to be angry about, but I know people are angry that she stayed out of jail for so long. Yes. I mean, obviously they have enough to where they feel comfortable arresting her, but now you're not only, I mean, this has impacted so many lives, but now she has how many more kids? Right. Yeah. And what are they supposed to do now? And I think she was pregnant with twins. Oh my God. And I remember her asking to get out of jail or at least have her bond lowered. That's what it was because she had wanted to go get out and deliver babies out of jail. And I think that, and people were mad too, because the judge basically said, okay, and lowered it to, I think it was like 40 grand so that she would have to pay 10% to get out. Which, which that's she a lot have. of money. Like, I yeah, that's a lot of money. But just but, the principle of it was right, like right, right. outrageous for people. So circling back May 2nd of 2019, Robert Lyons was picked up for forgery and theft. Prosecutors say he cashed two checks that were fraudulent and both checks had a phone number written on them. And that number belonged to Jeanette Browning, who was Amber Robertson's yes. babysitter. Yes. Yes, there was a lot of talk that, like, the babysitter was more than a babysitter. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's messy. I could have sworn yeah. that the... Wow. This article from... So it's just, like, a short blip from Wish TV, but it says mm-hmm. authorities identified Lyons as a suspect in the Amaya Robertson homicide investigation and noted his relationship with Browning in... Mm-hmm charging documents from an unrelated theft and forgery case so i would say every part of this is sketchy (laughs) every player key player in this is very sketchy i was trying to find the surveillance because i remember seeing the surveillance i remember yeah did you decide not to air it or did we no i'm pretty sure we did air it because it was really dark i kind of remember it was uh, there was like a house um and you just kind of see him walk in the front of the house yes. and he's carrying something and yes. people said it, it looked, looked like, like trash a trash bag. bag and it seemed like it came from the back of a truck and I think there was a dumpster back there and I think the surveillance video was from a neighbor that lived near the babysitter's house oh terrible for those people yeah. too you know yeah it's nuts and for that witness to mm-hmm. have seen pictures and but there's a lot about this investigation we don't know and still to not find her I know So I kind of want to break down the charges a little bit more because it is showing there's a lot we don't know. According to the grand jury that indicted them, Robertson, quote, knowingly placed her eight-month-old daughter, Amaya Robertson, in a situation that endangered her life or health and or abandoned and cruelly confined the girl and or deprived her of necessary support, which resulted in serious bodily injury that's a loaded ass statement so there's more than there's a lot we don't know probably to protect the integrity of the investigation yeah but i mean it's it's just so sad too because i i think in the beginning we probably kind of all knew where this was gonna go Mm -hmm. just because of the age right i mean eight months old and nobody's coming forward and again all these glaring glaring ideas and red flags but i remember police saying we're holding out hope but 
they very quickly in this case, and they don't ever do this, but very quickly in this case said, but we're also trying to come to terms with the reality because a baby cannot survive on her own. Mm -hmm. I I found that to be really It was only a couple of days after the silver alert that they said it was a homicide investigation. Prosecutor Ryan Mears said in an interview with the Indy Star, quote, this case was a monster in terms of number of witnesses, the amount of evidence, and the complexity of the case. It does seem like there is evidence that we don't know and that the complexity of the case could have contributed to how long it took to charge them. Yeah, that would make sense. Now to the saddest part of this whole case, baby Amaya is still missing to this day, like we said. At the press conference announcing Robertson and Lyons' charges in September of 2022, Indianapolis police said the search to find her is far from over. According to the Indy Star, Deputy Chief of Police Kendall Adams said investigators searched with rescue dogs to follow up on a tip in the case the week before the charges were announced, but it didn't lead to anything. Adams specifically asked the community to come forward with, quote, legitimate information, not theories. And that's something that we heavily discussed in the Delphi case. And we see this in a lot of cases, actually. So they're still looking for tips, but they're pleading with the public, please be legitimate. Like, don't accuse your cousin because you think he's shady. Like, if you have a tip, like, send it in. But even uh, Amber's, even Amber's, I think it was her father did mm -hmm. that interview. And I was just looking it up because I couldn't remember what relation it was. But he, I mean, even he has said that he doesn't believe right. what she's saying which again is a very Casey Anthony to me because like her dad was like she ain't telling the truth like she's my daughter and I I love her and care about her but she needs to pay for what she right. did allegedly I, I think that I don't know who it's for is it there's something coming up court-wise yes this month oh it's both, both of them, them? The trial the jury trial and I they've had a lot well someone maybe both of them have had a lot of continuances which yes. always happens yes, 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 yes in these kinds of cases but I'm interested to see if if me we move too. forward I just think about the fact that like they were caught in an alley fighting and I feel mm-hmm. like I want as much as I like want to know where baby Amaya is I want to know why they were fighting like because do you think it's like the babysitter and the boyfriend like something happened and then she found out and she was scared and you know like who knows like I feel like it could go so know. many different ways the or maybe not like, facing any charges currently that seems <laughs> sketchy too is she gonna know? testify so according to the U.S. Sun article the babysitter Jeanette Browning is expected to testify in the upcoming trial, along with several other witnesses. So she's going to spill some Be tea. testifying against them? I don't know. It didn't say for or against. But in my opinion, I think Lyons either purposefully did something, this is all alleged, just in my brain, or, like, forgot about her. I don't know. Something happened, and then the mom is being charged because she knowingly put her baby in the custody of Lyons, knowing that he probably is involved in some shady shit and, like, something went wrong. Because it did seem like she didn't know where her kid was. I thought. I got that impression. But it's one thing to be like, I don't know where my kid was, but it's like, you didn't know where your kid was. And I don't think you cared because it was like a week and you were just like living life. So, and she's, I mean, she's the witnesses said that, or the photos even show that she was literally sitting at a pool while other people were searching for this baby. 
I think there might be some mental issues happening with her. Now, I haven't read that anywhere, but that's just kind of the vibes that I'm getting because like a normal mother would not act the way that she did. I don't know, man. Yeah, these, this is one of those cases, one of the like several that have stuck with me. And yeah. the picture, and I, I remember the picture of baby Amaya. Mm-hmm. She's in like the pink onesie. She's got yes. the blanket. It has the filter. She's, the heart. She looks like the happiest little baby yeah. in that picture. And then um, we hear about that other picture and it's just like. Right. Yeah. She's got the biggest brown eyes. I know. She's just a baby. Like You said this I, did make national news? I think so. I think it was on CNN at least for a little bit. Like when the mother got arrested. I remember it being one of the top stories, at least on CNN. But the last news mention I found regarding this case was WRTV in December 2022 saying a judge has reduced the bail for Robertson from 60000 to 40000 Unclear if she made bail or not. I do know both have pleaded not guilty to the charges. According to online court records, both Robertson and Lyons jury trial were originally scheduled for March of 2023 now been pushed back to May 22nd, so this month. And I'm sure it'll be a media frenzy, and I'm sure that it'll be national news. I would I hope that it becomes national news, because I, re- I remember I remember even having conversations with you, Megan, when we were working news. And, like, stories like this, and it's unfortunate, and I get it, but I don't... Things like this happen, and then we... It just kind of goes away. Yeah, yes. no follow. And that's what, that's what I can't stand the most, is just... Mm-hmm. We just move on with life yeah. as though yeah. nothing happened yeah. until yeah. something else happens. Next big case, news. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but at this time, this was like March, right? Of 20. Yep. It started March 2019. So I was not on the morning show yet. I was working Ooh. weekend nights. When that search happened in the water, when they searched the water, and everything um that was on the weekend and i feel like when this broke it was like towards the end of the week too because i remember two big weekends where we like heavily covered this Mm -hmm. but it was one of those stories for a while it was in your show every day. There was yeah. some mention of it every single day, mm-hmm. I feel like. And while we're, like, talking about it, I feel like Megan and I have been trying to, like, as we go through these stories, like, kind of give little bits and pieces of what it was like to work in the newsroom and provide a little bit more detail of, like, what our jobs were and how things work behind the scenes and and stuff like that. And I, as much as I don't think people understand, like, that Megan and I were coming in and we were writing every single story Mm -hmm. that was, like, in the show, and we were picking the video and making the graphics and doing all this stuff, people also don't understand that, like, you were there at 3 a.m. reading through every single script, and Mm -hmm. for a lot of the time, you were acting as Megan's, like, only set of eyes to yeah. review her stuff like you right. were a manager you There's were an anchor okay so let's rewind for a second because <laughs> some newsrooms have a quote-unquote policy that every script needs to be checked every piece of video needs to be mm-hmm. checked however newsrooms if you're not paying your people your people are going to leave and that leaves your newsroom without people right. to then do what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost as though a lot of places are unfortunately set up for for failure at this right. point. 
Right. You're asking with such a huge responsibility. You're Mm -hmm. asking a small amount of people to do so much work. Mm -hmm. What do you expect? Right. Like there are going to be mistakes if you, if no one's there anymore to catch them. Like, right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There literally has to be a person um, like designated to look just to look over scripts and make sure that they're accurate and look over videos and make sure there are not misspellings and graphics and Mm -hmm. that's called an executive producer by the way yeah which we didn't have on our side and then for a little while we didn't have we were down to one producer megan do we (laughs) the whole show not just a portion not just half of the show the whole show and then sometimes we'd be down to one anchor Yep. And then it's a two-man team. And then it's yeah. just you guys in it's a silly, goofy mood. We're just vibing. <laughs> Especially on holidays. We're like, let's just run seven packages. Like, who's No, gonna... we never we never did that. We never did that. On and we holidays, never let ourselves do that. Here's... On holidays we did. On, okay, on, on holidays. Christmas Eve or whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I remember I would sit there and Megan would sit there too after we had been at the station for like multiple years and it was just kind of like you have enough skill and enough talent and enough knowledge to just kind of do this thing by yourself. It was just like, I have so much power. I said that so often. I can, like when you really think about it, I am responsible for every piece of news that goes on tv every piece from i mean if it's megan two hours of a morning newscast for me it would be you know i did that sometimes i would fill in for her i do two hours i do an hour and a half and it's like i literally am just like i'm just here picking telling the people what i want you're not only doing the accuracy part and yeah. making sure that you have the important stories, but you're making sure that they flow well and that your mm-hmm. anchors are happy and that they have a moment to chat about it and that, mm-hmm. like, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, and then yeah. you have the n- nerve, after this I'm done, be better or be better, after, you have the <laughs> nerve to turn to somebody like yourself and say, or myself, and say you're rude and unapproachable. I'm so, tired. I'm tired. I don't want to be better. <laughs> News is hard, guys. <laughs> it is really hard, but like you said, it's a very important job. It is. It and so there's is. A, there's so much responsibility, and newsrooms need to do better because the public deserves better. Yeah. Right. Period. And they deserve accuracy. That. And if you can't if you can't provide that, you shouldn't be putting news on TV. Anyway, kudos <laughs> to the people that's that are yeah still doing they're it. All, and they're you guys, you guys kids. were awesome, by the way. Like. You guys oh. were some of the best producers I've oh. ever worked with and with oh. the amount of nonsense I cry. I cry. that we faced, um, you know, I still look back you on know, my time. and There was, there. you know what you can say, Ange? There was never a day that we weren't laughing. Was it at ourselves and our unfortunate circumstances? Sure. <laughs> but yeah. we we're still laughing. You laugh or yeah. you cry. You yeah. laugh or you cry. Do you think we should do merch of that? We've been talking about it. We you laugh that. or you Every cry. Single podcast. 
You have to laugh because otherwise you'll cry. I mean, how right. else are you supposed to get through some of these? Like, I don't, that's another thing I don't, people, don't think people realize. Anchors and producers and reporters, they go and they cover these stories. And the adrenaline is what keeps you going mm-hmm. in the moment. And then you get off air and you just, like, I feel like I would so often just deflate. Like, yeah, you look zone yeah. out emotionally and toward the end and after I had kids it was just more and more and I remember one of our reporters going out to like a tragic tragic scene and they have the stoic face because they have to Mm -hmm. you know and like afterward just being so mentally broken from Mm -hmm. hearing people scream because they're getting the news that you never want to hear like terrible terrible It's it's a very hard job for sure, and that's why I think people get burnt out really fast. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like yep. this case was a gut wrenching case. Still active. IMPD says if you have any information, they want you to come forward. If more evidence is discovered regarding baby Amai's whereabouts, there could be more charges. If you know anything about this case, anything at all, contact the IMPD homicide office at three one seven. 327-3475 or call Crime Stoppers at 317-262-TIPS. One of the biggest things I remember about this whole case is the just the outpouring of support from the community, from the family around Baby Amaya. I've held memorial walks, prayer services, people made flyers. There's a Facebook page called Where is Baby Amaya? It has over 7,500 followers. Like you said, Ange, Amaya's grandfather, Robertson's father, Chuck Robertson continues to be an advocate for his granddaughter, and that's what a lot of these cases need to stay in the media is a vocal advocate. So according to the Justice for Amaya Robertson Facebook page, it looks like the North Star Search and Recovery and EquiSearch Midwest joined together in April of this year to do a search. I'm not sure where or who organized it, but it happened. I think another reason that this at least blew up locally and a little bit nationally is because like you said, it's a baby, like a missing baby. There's a sense of immediacy to get to the bottom of things. And there was immediately someone to blame, which I think a lot of people look for in a story. From the very beginning, authorities made it clear there was a suspicion around Amaya's mother and Robert Lyons. Of course, that gives us something to latch on to and guilty or not, somebody to blame. Amber Robertson, also very vocal with the media throughout the investigation. In my opinion, some of the things she said, the way she acted were very strange. Um, Like we always say, audio, pictures, video, essential in catching people's attention and the media's attention. The more of those you have, the more likely it is to get on air. And the same goes with passionate community members too, which we have here. Something that's unique from other cases we've talked about on the podcast, except for the Delphi case, the public turned on Amber and very quickly and very publicly. There was a ton of online drama in this case that I'm not going to get into. There are Reddit pages and you know how we feel about those, but a lot of conversation happening online. Read them, but don't believe them. Correct. That's another shirt. We're just cranking out merch. That being said, the fourth anniversary of baby Amaya's disappearance was last month. Again, if you have any information, please contact IMPD. She is still missing. She deserves justice. Any tip could help. And that's all I got. Are we depressed now? Yeah. I just, I think everyone can agree that we hope that she's found. Yeah. And that most of all justice is served, no matter. Yeah responsible the trial is going to be very interesting i was gonna say we should do like a update when the trial's over yeah has the jury been so if that trial's about to start has the jury been selected yet i didn't 
see anything about it. Cause I don't like, think so because it's scheduled for the 22nd. So okay. there's still a little bit of time. Yeah. I'd yeah. also be interested to see if they're going to um, testify against each other. Ooh. Because <gasps> you know if they do, there's probably going to be some kind of deal. negotiation yeah. there. Wow. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely going to be drama. Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't well, know. Well, thank you for I joining like, us. Yeah. No problem. You bet. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad we got to do this. I know. I'm glad I, I hate had to talk talking to you about I'm about... sorry about the circumstances. I know. I know. Well, you There's make so a many... great guest. Oh, yeah. I'll come back anytime. There's yeah. so much that we've covered together. Yeah, if there's ever a case that, like, you, like, even from your hometown that you've been, like, yeah. why didn't this blow up? Let us know, and we'll have you back on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. As former journalists, we want to give credit where credit is due. For this episode, I got my information from WTHR, Wish TV, CBS4, Fox 59, b Star, The Sun, People Magazine, and... WRTV. You can find a complete list of our sources in the show notes. Please make sure to check them out. Bye. Bye. I love it.